The Liz Callaway Show with Nick Summers, featuring Breitbart Talks on Talk 94.5. That's right. And joining us uh, on the air right now is AWR Hawkins from Breitbart, the award-winning journalist for uh, supporting Second Amendment rights. Good morning. Good morning. Great to be with you. Yes, great to have you here. And you know what, uh, AWR, I love your downrange newsletter. It keeps me all up to date. I often use your stories. We have a gun segment here on the Liz Calloway Show. So I ov- I often turn to you to keep uh, your finger, because you keep your finger on the pulse of what's going on. And, and what we've been seeing um, over the last couple of days is, uh, again, an attack on the guns instead of what the root cause of the problem is. Um, tell us what your take is on uh, the aftermath of these last couple of shootings that have happened. Well, you're right. Any push for gun control uh, after either of those shootings is silly. The shooting in California happened in the most gun-controlled state in the Union. The shooting in New York happened in the third most gun-controlled state in the Union. So they already have all gun controls. But uh, but what do you have in Buffalo uh, as a result of that? The governor of New York wants to expand the assault weapons ban, which basically means it will include weapons that are not otherwise categorized as assault weapons. So it's going to be a better than assault weapons ban, I guess. And then you're going to have, in California, you know there's no way the Democrats there are going to let that pass without trying to pass some type of gun control. But I honestly, I honestly don't know what they could pass. That attack was carried out with handguns. They were legally purchased. In Buffalo, even the rifle that was used was legally purchased. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, the pushes for gun control are just, they're ridiculous. Because well, what these attacks have proven is gun control doesn't work. That's yeah. In, in fact, uh, before you came on the air with us, AWR, we were talking about how New York has the universal background checks, the high-capacity magazine, even the red flag law that was supposed to kind of uh, alert authorities if someone was having a mental health crisis. Uh, none of those seem to stop what happened here. What do you feel, um, you know, are, I mean, do you have a solution or do you know what the cause is for these mass shootings constantly happening? How how can we, and I don't mean constantly, but I mean, they're so, um, you know, these mass shoot, shootings really just drive the point home that we, we have a problem here with a, a mental health crisis or um, parenting issues. I don't really know. Right. Well, I mean, a word everybody always leaves out is just evil. And you just have evil people in the world. And the only way to stop these people is to make them face a threat greater than they can deliver. And by that, I mean, they need to know that if they come into another church or if they come into another grocery store or wherever it is they come, that when they come in there, they're going to face so many armed citizens who are willing to shoot, to kill, to defend their own lives, that their little plan is not going to work. And that's the only way that we'll be able to turn the tide on that. And that's why you'll notice when you look at these when you look at these uh, mass public attacks, how many of them happen in heavily gun controlled states, and, and it's that way because the attackers know they have an advantage in those states. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, I've 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 heard it characterized that we are our very own first responders, um, and we have heard sheriffs actually calling out to homeowners and say, "Do us a favor." 
<laughs> you know, uh, arm yourself, protect yourself, and uh, make sure you're on the ready, you know, in case you are targeted. Um, right. I, I was just reading a story um, on uh, where I used to live on Long Island in New York that four o'clock in the afternoon, woman is raped uh, at gunpoint in her own home and burglarized by two men. Like, you know, if I mean, in her own home, it's almost like you have to carry in your own home. But what police officer in on the planet would have been there to protect her in time? You know, right. you have to be your first responder. There's no time. Right. When, and people have to always remember, and I, I love the police and I support them fully, but police respond. They react uh, to criminal report. They they react to a report that a crime has occurred. You are there while the crime's occurring. And so you as an individual have to be prepared to do what has to be done to protect yourself, protect your family as the crime is occurring. And uh, then you call the police afterwards. So they're not there. They're not there at the most important point. What do you make of parents being held responsible um, when their teenagers go on these rampages. Uh, we saw something happen. I, you know, I forgot to look it up on the break, but they were... Oh, okay. Uh, so so the parents who did not properly lock up their guns or something like that. And we saw the same thing with um, the Parkland uh, school shooting as well, where the, the gun was not properly um, or they knew their kid was, you know... Not right in the head, but they still allowed the gun to be accessible. Right. Well, with the Parkland shooter, he was of age. He bought the gun himself. Mm -hmm. But the red flag law failed because he was either his stepmom or his mom. I can't remember. But yeah, I was yeah, saying it was like people he was staying with or something. Some, but this is why when red flag laws are first being considered, we covered at Breitbart that that was going to be one of the reasons they wouldn't work because ultimately a mom is not going to. Mm -hmm. It's not going to paint her son badly uh, to law enforcement. And uh, it's just not how we're wired. Uh, as for the Oxford, the Oxford shooting, yeah, that individual got his gun. The allegations are from the parents that he got the gun at too young of an age that wasn't stored correctly and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So that's a completely different beast. And it will be interesting to see what happens there. What do you see happening here? Um, is this going to be the shooting that makes some federal changes? Or do you, do you see that we're still, you know, our Second Amendment rights are still protected? What do you think? Yeah, I don't, I don't see any changes. Biden is powerless. Uh, uh, Biden lost any momentum he had on anything. Mm -hmm. uh, when he let those 13 military individuals die in yeah. Afghanistan. Oh, yeah. And and since that moment, he's just been kind of floating through, talking a big game, but achieving very little. Mm -hmm. He won't achieve anything on guns. And, uh, and momentum is going to be added the other way, hopefully, if the Supreme Court comes down against the New York gun control law in the case that they're hearing right now. So... We actually are in a place where we can get rid of some restrictions that we need to get rid of because New Yorkers need to be able to carry guns for self-defense. And that is what that decision in the Supreme Court will do if it goes the right way. 
One of the other things, uh, and we're speaking with AWR Hawkins, uh, a writer for Breitbart. Also, you you have um, you have a newsletter called Downrage. I subscribe to it, so I get that in my inbox, and people can do that by going into uh, Breitbart.com. But do you have a podcast or anything like that as well? I see no, some videos of you. Yeah, well, I do a video every week that we tuck into um, the newsletter, which is at com backslash downrange, and they can sign up for that. And we do a video every week, either trying to highlight a certain new type of firearm or, you know, highlighting uh, certain draw techniques or just talking about what is in the news right now regarding the mm-hmm. Second Amendment, what we need to pay attention to. So I have two more questions for you. Um, one of them is... Um, you know, when Biden was speaking, and I played the clip earlier, uh, talking about how we've done this before and we can do it again. And he was talking about how his 1994 federal assault weapon ban had decreased crime, um, had reduced violence and shootings. Uh, but, but you know, I, I was reading in Breitbart in your article that, that that is not true. Right. Yeah. I mean, any reduction was negligible at best. And uh, the National Institute of Justice, which is an offshoot of the Department of Justice, did a did a report on it and highlighted it. And what they showed, which is, these are important things that uh, the mainstream media won't tell you, but uh, uh, quote-unquote assault weapons aren't used in crime very much anyway. They happen to make the news when they are, but that's why they're newsworthy, because they're, they're used in crime with that degree of rarity. And... Uh, so what the point of the National Institute of Justice study was was look these guns aren't even these aren't even the guns of choice for criminals anyway so how can banning them reduce crime that was basically the point mm. what is an assault weapon you know we say you hear about AR assault rifles we we hear these terms but are they even accurate no I mean your listeners ought to Google. Uh, Assault weapons myth, then use the plus sign, then put Breitbart. Or assault weapons myth, then use the plus sign, then put New York Times plus Breitbart. We did a story on a New York Times piece. New York Times admitted that the very term assault weapons is a myth. That's their word, not mine. Myth. Hmm. That Democrats created the term assault weapon so that they could have a politically categorized uh section of weapons, and then they could ban those weapons and claim to be tough on crime. And the New York Times, of all outlets, actually published that article. <laughs> and we grabbed it, and we've, we've pushed it and explained it, and they're spot on. It's all mythical. It's really uh, incredible. Is there any law or any law, not gun control, but any law that you can think of that is working in another state or country or I don't know what do you have any solutions well I mean I think stand your grounds working <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I think people know uh, that uh, and it'll be it'll be interesting to see over time the impact of that when you have enough data you know to compile it and do comparison but uh it you know states that have stand your ground states that have constitutional carry which is half our country now uh those states are sending a message that, hey, life is important to us and we will defend it. Mm-hmm. And that is why I do believe 
uh, you won't see a lot of these mass public shooters pick those states. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they pick. They usually pick those soft targets where there's a sign on the window that says "No concealed carry allowed." Um, that's you know because they say, "Oh, this is this is uh, like a candy store," you know. Um, and and quite frankly, um, this shooting in Buffalo is being utilized in two different ways, which makes it even more disgusting the way they're doing this is, of course, you know, you could have banked on the fact that they were going to go for gun control um, and try and, uh, you know, hit that nerve. But doubly, um, they're going against, you know, how this racist uh, Republican Party and the GOP is pushing this racism and replacement theory uh, is really setting in on how white Republicans fear being replaced. And that's what fueled this 18 year old uh, kid to to do this. I mean, like they're 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 out of their minds. The, the, the jumps that they're making here. Right. It's funny. The left keeps telling me how I feel. <laughs> and the left keeps telling me what I think. And it, I neither feel nor think those things. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the replacement theory, this is going to make me sound really bad, Liz. Uh oh. I've never, I've never heard of it until they said that that's what I believed. <laughs> uh, I, I, and that's the honest truth. I've never yeah. even heard of it because those things are of no interest to me. What interests me is that Americans, whether they're black, white, brown, or green, that they carry a gun every day to defend their lives because their lives, whether they're black, brown, uh, or green or white or whatever color they are, their lives are worth defending. So that's all that interests me. You know, I don't care about the replacement theory. There are people that make the case that um, gun laws are racist and misogynistic because in many of these cities where the crime level is so high, they are stopping people from being able to protect themselves. Right. Well, you got to look at the history of gun control. If you look at the history of gun control... You're basically looking at how the Democrat Party made sure slaves were disarmed, then freed slaves were disarmed, then freed men were disarmed, then that uh, black Americans in the early uh, 20th century remained disarmed. And so when you look at the history of gun control, that's what you're looking at. You're looking at steps that the Democrat Party took to be sure that there couldn't be an uprising against that party. And that's what a lot of people say that, you know, the Second Amendment is that's why it's so important. And it protects all the other amendments, really. <laughs> you know? Um, exactly right. It yeah. gives teeth to everything. Yeah, exactly. Well, AWR Hawkins, thank you so much. Um, you can find him at Breitbart.com slash downrange, you said? Yes, that's where the newsletter is. Mm-hmm. And then just the. You can find me on Instagram, too, at uh, AWR underscore Hawkins. All right. Very good. Thank you so much for your time. We'll talk to you next time.